I am recording, I am recording, this gain is good, I think this gain is good. As long as it's not clipping. No, there is no clipping unless I go like that. Hello and welcome to episode 184 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host Mark Hamer and The Tomorrow War is quite possibly the worst film I have ever seen. Uh, joining me tonight is Nick Case. How are you? I'm tired. Yeah? Yeah, you sound it. Yeah. You sound a little bit... Uh, uh, how can I put this? Uh, like, uh, well, I don't know. A little bit batty, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like the, you know the, the sort of like you know, you know the sort of like um, silliness, like uh, and like stupidity that you can en- that you only really get if you you don't get it if you're drunk. Mm. No, I can, um, I completely. From my I completely limited agree. experience, you don't get it from drugs. You you only get it from being tired. Yep. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah. This heat is killing me. Um, mm-hmm. I've been struggling to sleep at night. It didn't help the other day. Uh, when I actually found out, to my amazement, Iron Brew contains caffeine. I yeah. genuinely had no idea until I wondered why I was struggling to sleep so much. So, uh, while drinking a can of Iron Brew, I noticed <laughs> it contains caffeine. And, of course, I'd the previous night I'd had a can at, like, half nine p.m. Um, so, yeah, that probably doesn't help, but I have stopped drinking iron brew after 5 p.m and i still really had a bad night's sleep last night and then i had to get up and go in the office today so yeah um turns out that like heat and no sleep and organizing a wedding and like iron brew and iron brew and everything just all together just doesn't make for a very happy or content or relaxed nick no so that's my rant for the um, week. What I was going to say is that uh, you can get Iron Brew in Canada, uh, as I found when I went snowboarding out there years ago, and it comes in glass bottles. Oh, everything yeah. tastes well, better in a glass bottle. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the other voice you can hear, of course, is Andy Piddy back again after it's been a while since you've been on a um, games played what we've been playing catch up episode, hasn't it, Andy? How you been? I know, yeah. Yeah, not too bad. I'm on day three of with the kids, so um, poor bastard. So I know. Well, I have a mum this week to help, so it's okay. been sort of like a dual <laughs> thing. So I'm roping in every resource. It's going to be loads of mates over the next few weeks and stuff. And oh, yep, it's going to be tough, but it's going okay so far. Good, good. Well, glad to have you back. Um, we've got a lot of games to talk about this week. Um. So we'll get into it pretty quickly, but I just thought that we should maybe touch on the Blizzard. Fuck Blizzard. Essentially, yes. So (laughs) if any, if somehow you haven't heard about this, um, the California Department for, um, what is it? I can't remember what it's called now. 
Um, uh, quality or something, wasn't it? Uh, something ha- like, yeah, uh, housing and something. Commission, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, they've concluded their um, two-year investigation into allegations of sexual harassment and sexual abuse, basically, at Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, but mainly Blizzard, it seems. Mm. Um and uh, the report came out and the, all of the allegations came out of one long um, court document. I'm reading through it was horrific, absolutely horrific, from tales of one particular uh, member of staff, Alex uh, Afrasiabi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, who was a uh, World of Warcraft creative director, um, who apparently was so notorious for being a creep that his hotel suite at um like a away days and events and stuff like that was called the cosby suite after uh notorious rapist and former comedian bill cosby well um, the worst thing about that is like that was seemingly his idea and intent because he like he had a picture of him mm-hmm. and yeah was stood proudly smiling he next found to it, it funny like yeah he found it fucking funny um, it was post allegations as well. That's the worst thing, isn't it? If it was done before, you might have thought, "All oh, right, fair enough." But it was post Cosby allegations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, so Alex Afrasiabi left uh, the company. I don't care if I'm butchering his name. To be honest, the guy's a prick. Um, he left the company last year. Uh, a lot of there've been a lot of high-profile departures over the last couple of years, and. People, including myself, thought it was just down to the fact that, you know, Blizzard was kind of stalling creatively. Um, but it turns out that a lot of people were jumping ship because of this investigation that they knew about that was going on for the last two years. Now, today, Blizzard have confirmed that um, this guy was fired last year. Um, following, after an internal investigation... Uh, it was determined that he had engaged in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions, according to the report. Um, so, yeah, after an internal investigation, he was fired in 2020. Um, Blizzard have only just removed the NPC of that of him from World of Warcraft. Only now that this stuff has become public. Mm. So despite the fact that they fired him for being a creep, they left him in the game rather than have to come out and say... Oh, um, by the way, this stuff's been happening because they were trying to, I don't know, keep it under wraps, even though they knew that this was a this was a an ongoing investigation by a government agency, not like a private lawsuit, a fucking government agency investigating them. But like the allegations, uh, are, yeah, numerous and horrific, including one that tragically led to a female member of staff at Blizzard taking her own life because of the harassment that she was receiving from a from one of her direct superiors. It's horrific. It's horrible. Um, we, I've got a horrible feeling that a lot of people at, uh, who used to be at Blizzard, who I kind of liked, uh, being caught up in this. I was like I was talking to you guys about on Discord the other day. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, who was the creative director of um, Overwatch and seemed like a really chill dude, left Blizzard um, last year again um, under weird circumstances. Just decided to leave in the middle of development of Overwatch Two, uh, and I've got a horrible feeling that. He's wrapped up in this somehow as well. 
Um, like like I told you, someone, someone pointed out to me that on the um, Blizzard forums, his uh, username was Tig Old Bitties, which is a little bit uh, uh, juvenile and laddish and, yeah, a bit disappointing. Um, it's just really fucked up and it's really disappointing because, like, Blizzard was such a huge company for me growing up like I, I loved starcraft and starcraft 2 and i loved the warcraft series back when it was an rts game um never got into world of warcraft i played an obscene amount of um diablo 3 and um overwatch um but now i feel like uh well i, I, they, I was they were already on thin ice with me after the whole um hong kong blitzchung situation with hearthstone a few years ago um and i kind of not really played any blizzard games since then uh apart from heroes of the storm because i don't know why i don't know why i i, I reasoned with myself that i could carry on playing that one and not playing the others but uh now i've completely uninstalled um battle.net from my computer and i will not be playing any blizzard games for the foreseeable future because although it feels a bit harsh to like boycott them because that affects the developers and the people working there who uh, who this 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 thing is going to affect them it's, it's no fault of their own because they weren't engaging in this sort of behavior at all um i heard that the world of warcraft team walked out uh, like down tools the other day and then today there has been a mass walkout of blizzard staff they're protesting outside their own office um but i just don't feel comfortable supporting that company i mean this there's, there's an there's enough shit wrapped up with the fact that they're part of activision as well and bobby kotick is a horrible man who donates mm. who lays off staff so that he can get a big bonus and then donates chunks of that bonus to you know donald trump's campaign and stuff like that um one of the current very high up people uh, who put out a really wishy-washy um he sent a really really wishy-washy email to the the uh, staff at activision blizzard is the former head of homeland security under george bush so uh there's a lot of fucked up stuff going on at activision and it seems like blizzard is just a very different type of fucked up activision blizzard have also today hired the same union busting firm that amazon used because their workers have started unionizing oh good yeah um it's it's a fucking mess uh and blizzard were already in a little bit of a difficult situation their biggest game the one that brings in the most amount of money for them is world of warcraft and as i've talked about a fair bit recently on this podcast and and elsewhere to anyone who listen really um world of warcraft is hemorrhaging its user base mm. absolutely hemorrhaging um most of them coming over to final fantasy 14 um i'll talk a little bit about that later there's, there's something quite funny about that um but also their high-profile um, streamers and content creators that have been doing World of Warcraft stuff for the last, you know, 15 years are jumping ship. Some of them have said that they are completely done with World of Warcraft and will not go back to it. Uh, Blizzard's in a difficult situation now. A lot of people won't care. Um, a lot of the, a lot of like, the Call of Duty people 
won't give a shit because they probably won't ever hear about it. Um, or even associate. <clears throat> or, or even yeah, associate. It's but it's not just yeah. Blizzard. It's it's Activision as well that are wrapped up in this. Yeah, but it's like the, Almost typical... all of the allegations are at Blizzard, but... Activision, it's it's not like Activision have got clean hands in this either. Yeah, but your typical Call of Duty player won't realise that. E- even if the, even well, if they realise Activision, Activision make Call of Duty, they will think this is a yeah. Blizzard Ooh. thing. Yep, exactly. Um, so that won't affect them too much. But um, this could be the this could this, this could be really really damaging to Blizzard. Really damaging. Even more I, damaging I, than don't you guys have f- phones? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? Um, by the way, um, apropos of nothing, BlizzCon 2021 has been postponed um, indefinitely. <laughs> Wonder why. Mm, funny one. That. Um, yeah. Strange. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fucked up. Like a, a lot of what I could see as being Blizzard's problems, I was quite willing to completely put it, put at the feet of Activision because. It's a sort of company that Activision are uh, layoff staff um, and um, try and like you know always strive to maximum efficiency whilst paying the people at the top horrendous amounts of money. Um, but none of this is Activision's doing. This culture, this isn't Activision's doing. This this seems no. to have existed at Blizzard at least for as long as. Well, for as long as World of Warcraft has been successful, possibly even before then. Mm. Um, and it's so disappointing. I mean, the issue as well, isn't it? I mean, we know it exists in Ubisoft. We know making yep. video games is predominantly a male thing. Yeah. So a logical conclusion would be by existing quite a lot of these developers and a lot of these companies, you know, it just hasn't come out yet. I mean... Mm-hmm. Unless until it comes out, until but we don't know. But it's these things have to come out. They have to be discovered. They have to but be. This is this out. is unprecedented. Like there was the Ubisoft stuff, which was members of their staff coming out about it, and there were lots of uh, op-eds written in the gaming press criticizing them. And Eve Guillermo gave sort of like a you know a half-hearted mea culpa, uh, and then nothing has happened. Almost all of the people who were, um, you know, who had the fingers pointed at them for engaging in this sort of sexual harassment, this sort of behaviour, uh, are still in position. Everyone except um, uh, Michel Ancel, um, the you know Beyond Good and Evil guy, who just Ooh. disappeared. And to be honest, I think Ubisoft were probably glad <laughs> to be rid of him because he seems like a bit of a handful. Um, but everyone else who had these allegations levelled at them is still in position at Ubisoft. Um, they there were the allegations recently by a former member of staff uh, about uh, Insomniac uh, and how terribly they apparently treat mem- uh, female members of staff. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't. Th- that's more recent, um, but I don't mm. think anything's going to happen about that. But this is a government yeah. agency. This is a, the yeah. Department of Housing and something else for. Um, the uh, the not geographically, but the, the the largest in terms of population and in terms of um, uh, GDP state in the United yeah. States. Like it's it's 
bigger and more powerful than most countries mm. is taking legal action yeah. against Blizzard. Uh, it seems they had a warning as well, wasn't it? They've had the, this was this wasn't just oh they've just appeared this up. This it seems they've known about it for years two years. Ago. Yeah, yeah, and mm. then they've had opportunities to change and. It seems nothing has changed. Well, what they've done is several members of staff have left the company, and now at least we've found out for sure that at least one of them, it wasn't just he left, he was sacked for being inappropriate. Um, But yeah, it's it's, uh, a really messed up and and still unraveling story, but um, it's such a shame that this, this happens to such, you know, such a beloved games developer mm. for a lot of people. A lot of people have got very fond mm. memories of, of Blizzard games. Um, I do, certainly. For a, for a good long while, they were, they were like the best at... If they took on a genre, uh, they would take it on and they would make the best game in that genre. So like mm. MMOs uh, existed for a long time before... World of Warcraft. There was a Final Fantasy MMO before World of Warcraft, but Blizzard came along and they made World of Warcraft and they made it the best. Um, cool. RTS games existed long before StarCraft, but along came StarCraft and it was the best. Uh, CCGs uh, existed a long time before Hearthstone, but they made Hearthstone the best, you know, so on and so forth. Um, it's not been the case for a while. They've kind of slouched a bit, rested on their laurels and fallen massively behind the competition in a lot of these um, areas, but uh, yeah, this is just horrible. Horrible story all around. I think we've got, what have we got coming up this year? I think it's just Diablo 2, haven't we? Um, yeah, the, the, the remaster of Diablo 2. Overwatch. Overwatch 2's been pushed. Has it, oh, has it been pushed? Yeah, Diablo 4, Ooh. no news about that at all. Um Ooh. There's a the new the latest World of Warcraft expansion. I don't know when it came out, um, but you know it's Ooh. it's not being received well. Um, yeah, they're in a bit of a shit position. Um, yeah, and they deserve it as a company, but the people who work there don't. Um, but it's always no, no, always that sort of situation. True. Anyway, um, I didn't mean no. to rant about that for quite as long as I did. It's it's a horrible story, uh, but. Yeah. Anyway, um, video games. Um, let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, Andy, it's been ages since yep. you've chatted about games. What have you been playing recently? Oh, jeez. Oh, right. Hold on. Let me have a think. Uh, all right. So, Battlefield 1. We've been playing that. Okay. Good game. And the campaign. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been playing through the campaign only. Um, mm, okay. At the moment. So, I take five... back what I said then. <laughs> Separate five separate tales, five separate levels. Yeah, um, you know, it's on different parts of World War One. So you do your RAF pilot in World War One. I. I think one of them you're in Gallipoli and you know, mm-hmm. um, you in Italian. Um, in one of them, you know, it's it's got their own take on I mean, you going into it, but. It's sort of like a bit of a spin on it, you know. The weapons are a bit more, more like World War Two weapons than World War One weapons. Yeah, um, a lot of the guns are like here's some guns that were introduced a few years after World yeah. War One ended, but we're going to put them in anyway. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone would just be using bolt action rifles and shovels. That's it. Yeah, 
which that's I, I kind of hoped it would be, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, the time clever want to, but I mean, but just I don't know. Mm. It, there were like, um, so that was they did the same sort of thing in um, Battlefield Five as well, like these war stories. Mm. Instead of it being like a cohesive campaign, because Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four had had terrible ones. Um, mm. So yeah, instead of it having like a cohesive campaign, it was like uh, divided up into little sections. Some of them oh. work, some of them don't. There's a tank one in in uh, Battlefield Five as well, where you play the commander of a uh, yeah. German Tiger tank. Um, those ones oh, are right. really, really, really good. Um, yeah, most of them are a little bit silly. Uh, the one in um, uh, where is it in Italy? And, um, um, fighting the Austrians, aren't you? Uh, yeah, but yeah. when you're basically you you end up in a gigantic metal suit. Yes, holding a big heavy gun. Suit. It's like yeah. it's like yes, that was some proposed experimental mm. stuff that never even never never really saw like the light <laughs> of day. And it's just like you're kind of reaching a little bit into the what if because like there's. There's not a huge amount of scope. It's like World War One was quite a lot of you're sat in a trench in four foot of yeah. mud, chewing on barbed wire. Yeah, it's a crawling on barbed wire. Occasionally, mm. like going over the top and getting mowed down by machine guns. Mm. Um, so it's a bit weak. So you haven't played any of the multiplayer then? No, not yet. I've just been focusing on. The campaign, <sighs> That's yeah. interesting but, because it's the exact I've... opposite of my last battlefield experience. Is it? Yeah. Battlefield, the, the multiplayer is where it's at. The multiplayer in in one is, it, is really good, much better than it was in yeah. five. Um, it's it's quite intense. Like it's the closest Ooh. a multiplayer shooter's come to like giving me anxiety because like yeah. there's so much like mud and screaming and screen shake and um, Snoop Dogg. It's it's and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm really sorry <laughs> no i remember was that battlefield one that was that, battlefield that, one on veil yeah oh shit yes it? him and you know jamie fox uh zach efron yeah was it zach efron all the celebs were just high playing battlefield one or pretending to play battlefield oh. one i know really high and then one of them like the camera cut to snoop dogg and he literally had a joint hanging out of his mouth mm-hmm. at this <laughs> ea event that's what the one yeah, but the multiplayer is genuinely really good. So if you, when you mm. finish with the campaign, give it a try. Have you ever played? Like, have um, you ever played a Battlefield multiplayer before? Um, yeah, I played. Oh, what was it? I played three a bit. Okay. Um, and I've played the one that was on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Uh, set in World War Two. Nineteen forty-three. 1943. That yeah. was quite good. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, a little thing. But yeah, I, well, you know what like you're said, in for then with, with a Battlefield multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it as fun. I mean, the graphics are amazing. Mm. I have to say, mm-hmm. the little when you when you're in the um, airplanes and you're going on the like they've got the little like steam and coming off the mountains and stuff. It's absolutely stunning. And you know, I'm playing it on PS4 and this is like about a five year old game, is it? It's quite old and and some of the actors you can recognize i think he's got him off um kingsman i think he's in one, one of the first missions or something taron edgerton so yeah possibly 
I think he is. Yeah, it looks like him. Well, much. the guy who ends up, well, yeah. uh, the one who breaks out of prison to fly, in a, fly a plane. Yeah. I think that's the plot of that one, at least. It's been a while. Yeah. I think one thing I say about the levels, the levels go on quite a bit, and the checkpoints aren't that great. Um, some some of them. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I haven't played in FPS for a little while. So it's, you know, get working my way through it. Um, also working my way through Titan Quest. Um, a bit of Spyro, a Hobbit, and um, oh, completely the first... Lord of the Rings game on the PS2, the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I've got. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a review for that. It, I, I think you've played this one, Mark. It's, well, no, uh, no. As we established, I thought I had. Um, mm. But those those ones I was thinking of, they only made the two towers and two towers and Return, Return of, of the King. King. Yeah, and so the two yeah. towers incorporated the stuff that was in Fellowship as well, because I remember like yep. the Oral Mines Kai. of Moria and stuff like that, um, yep. and the Urukai stuff. Yeah, but then also the Battle of Helm's Deep. I yep. thought there were. Th- I thought that was in two separate games. It's been a long time, um, but yep. they only made those two. So the first one wasn't made by the same people. No, it's made something called like, Black Isle Studios. Or something. Oh it's shit, Black Isle. Something or black label or something. I have to dig out the box. I've got it from me. But um, it was based on the book. So there's two okay. licenses going on, like usual. I don't think you know, like it would be Black Isle Studios good. because that was like uh, they're all they're like no. a, a CRPG. They're, they're like, like um, Fallout Two, Baldur's Gate yeah. type. Yeah, Icewind yeah. Dale. Yeah, Planescape Torment. No, this, yeah, this was Black Label Studios. And, oh right, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a black in the name and we've got the That studio. is correct. Um <laughs> Yeah. Only one the second word was wrong. Um yeah, it's basically third person. Um following the story of a book. It's got Tom Bombadil. You start off with Frodo, you you eventually play different levels with Gandalf and Aragorn, and essentially it takes you up to the breaking of the fellowship. It's got issues in it because like the if you're basing it on the Lord of the Rings, the book itself, mm. and you are following the book, you've got a real problem at the start because basically nothing happens combat-wise. <laughs> so the first part, you're you're avoiding um, Black Riders as such, which is okay, but it doesn't install that sense of fear like the book does and um, what the films do. And the controls are a bit off as well, even for a PS2 game. And even though it's me- I think it's meant to be for kids, the difficulty is quite hard. I mean, I just played it with a code junkies cheat on it mm. just to play through the story. But you, can, but you can tell when, even when you're getting hit, how difficult it would be to control and how difficult it is to um, dodge. I mean, we had giant spiders as well in the Great Forest just outside um, Buckleberry. Mm. You know? Yeah, I can just see uh, blood pressure going up, Mark. It's just, it, but it's like the Hobbit game where I'm playing with my daughter at the moment. They're having to put in stuff that doesn't exist, so it's interpretation to fill the game out, which you really don't have to do. No, as such, if you just, you know, so they're putting like X chunk like spiders, and you're having to go this was long winded route with Aragorn. And you're fighting. Goblins as Frodo and stuff. So there's a, 
you know, when we don't even fight goblins into Moria. Nice. So there's a lot of things going on. It's it's not a great game. It's an interpretation if you want to follow the book because it's got Bombadil in and stuff and it's got the white and those little bits. But as a game, and if you're a Tolkien lover, I'm not sure I can really recommend it um, wholeheartedly. Mm. Um, yeah, I've written a review for Further Thoughts. Um, oh, yeah. One other thing I'm going to say, I haven't been playing too much. It's been quite busy. Um, so I'll just mention my daughter. So, <laughs> she got her first taste of Gamer Rage the other week, which was <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> okay. So, you see this three-year-old throwing the PS4 pad you know, onto the floor. and like, I can't do it! I can't do it! Um, we were playing Horizon Chase Zero, if I remember right there. And because at nursery, they've been having a big thing on medals and trophies. Um, she likes the game because you can stick it on. She plays it, um, and you can put a section where it's a rookie campaign where you have no worry about fuel. So she just plays it through, and she's been getting tenth and ninth and stuff, and just getting to grips with the controls. And this is went through the pad, and I said, "No, come on, you can do it. You can do it." She has refused to play it anyway, so we ended up playing a bit of Spyro, and then we came back to it about a week later. And she noticed that when you finish, because she watched me play, but if you finish with the top three, you get a little trophy. And because we've been banging on about mm, nursery, about trophies and medals and stuff, she really wanted this trophy. Anyway, never seen such focus from her, ever. And wanting to play PlayStation all the time. She, after a couple of goes, she managed to finish third, and then, um, with help from me, but then by herself, she managed to finish second. So... Hmm. The giggles of joy and laughter were unbelievable. It was just a joy to see how, you know, all right, it brings frustration in one hand and then happiness that she got a little trophy swirl from finishing second and now she's determined to finish first. But just a little thing like that just makes it video games worthwhile and introducing them to the little ones. Absolutely. That's a good, um, yeah, it's a good game, that game as well. Um, yeah, was she comp- was she competing against like the online times like on your friends list? Um, I don't think anyone's completed that on the online times on the friends list. It's just because you know there's a couple of campaigns with a world campaign, which means you are um, you always worried about fuel because um, you might run out. Um, well, this rookie campaign is. You just do fast time. The tracks are a bit easier. Well, um, we were um, competing against uh, Column and Justin's times for a while, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're still there. They're still there. We're still on the world campaign. Oh right, yeah, was, so, so was she wasn't competing camp- against those. No, she's com- it's a rookie campaign. Ah, oh, fair. It's just fair. basically, so just I mean, she'll get there. Three year old. She'll get there. She'll get there. She'll, she'll embarrass them one day. And uh, well. Funnily enough, ball games, a couple of friends came around a few weeks back mm. and I was just a bit busy, just tidying things up and I says, oh, just play with her for, you know, for a bit, you know, if Francis just showing me a couple of your ball games, one of them's called Monza, it's just this kiddie um, ball game, racing around track and all that and she beat both of them, <laughs> seasoned ball gamers, and she beat both of them, the three-year-old. We haven't heard the last of it ever since. <laughs> Have you um, played Hot Shot Racing? 
I've seen it. I think it's on Game Pass, isn't it? Mm. My Game Pass subscription has run out. Oh, get some. It's really what I'm good. Do yeah. It's like it looks like. Um, oh, what I can't remember. Like uh, when it looks like the old, like old Virtua Racer and you know it's in those old Sega mm. titles, but it plays a yeah. bit more like Ridge Racer. Oh. It's very good. So I if you liked Her- like- Horizon Chase Turbo, then mm. yeah, you should definitely give that a try. Yeah. Now, Resident Evil Table plays like Outrun, which is good. Yeah, I like yeah, Outrun for sure. Uh, that's about it, really. Nothing much else that I can remember. I'm on the way to completing Battlefield One, and then it might be Sleeping Dogs next. Oh, that's a good game. That's a very good game. Mm. Um, I've been yeah. tempted to go back and play because I haven't played that since its original release, and they released like a mm. definitive version, right? With slightly yeah, polished up graphics and all the extra bits and pieces thrown in. That's a really, really interesting game uh, because of the, yeah. the like the development of it. Um, it's it's Ooh. it's got a, a very hardcore cult following, but it's definitely not what Ooh. you would call a like complete polished game. Because it like changed mm. studios like three or four times during development, and so there's like lots of bits of it that were like not finished at all, um, but it right. somehow works. Um, it's really really cool. Yeah, I'd be very interested to hear well, what it, you think of it if you play that. Yeah, wasn't it a sequel to something? Uh, to a PS2 game, possibly. Was, I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. I think it was. It was meant to be a sequel to a PS2 game, meant to be a cop or something. I have to have a look. Have Are you sure you're not getting uh, confused with that game that was the video game sequel to like Hardboiled? Yeah, but I think that's I think Sleeping Dogs was a video game sequel to it. Oh, maybe. Um, no, the, the, I can't, I'm trying to think of the game Stranglehold. Is the game I'm thinking of? Stranglehold. Yeah, it was the sequel. That was with, yeah, um, Chai Yun Fat. Uh, no, it wasn't. It's True Crime. That was it. It was True Crime. It was a sequel. Okay. True Crime. Did you ever play Stranglehold? Uh, by the way? Yeah, I played Stranglehold. It's got the uh, what's that, ja- uh, that Chinese actor? Was it Chai Yun Fat? Chai Yun Fat. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed yeah, it. It is. It's very short, very uh, quite simple, but um, it was good fun. Mm. It plays quite a lot, like like Max Payne does actually. Um, yeah, like the old Max Payne's, but yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Um. So nothing, no, nothing else you played. Really, you want to talk about nothing? Nothing that I can remember off the top of no. my head. No, it's been fair a bit enough. Um. Well, I know Nick's been playing some games that you might want to uh, talk about, possibly. Um. Nick, what have you been playing? Well, what have we been playing? What have we? I was going to say the only games that I have played in the past few weeks have been with you. Yeah. Naturally. Um, mm-hmm. So first of all, um, what should we do first? First of all, um, should we do um, I was tabletop? Do- oh, can do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had a bit of a tabletop simulator night on Saturday. Was it? Uh, yes, Saturday. Was, yeah. That was it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've had tabletop simulator for a while. 
got it last year at some point and I think played a few games uh, and not much else. Um, but yeah, we just had a, a nice night on Tabletop Simulator, uh, reminding mm. what an absolutely incredible and amazing like physics engine platform sandbox that <laughs> game is. Um, yeah, it's... What did you play? What did you we play? play? What did we play? We played uh, Coup. Uh, we played... Yeah, Coup. <laughs> we played a few games of Coup. Um, we played... Yeah. Pandemic. Uh, pandemic. <laughs> we attempted to yeah. play Pandemic. Uh, and then... No, we did. We did. We just didn't last very long at the time. Yeah. You do realise we could play that with an app or uh, the Xbox version. Yeah, but you yeah, have to pay I've, for those. I've, um, I've since... Oh, excuse me. I've since bought it on um, well, iOS hmm. because it was uh, Fiverr. Yeah. And I enjoyed it enough that you know I wanted to play it mm. um, offline as well. Uh, I've got it's it good. Good. I've got I've got it on Android, so I think it might do crossplay. Should yeah, I think you could possibly, do like yeah. an async game, async game. Yeah, right. yeah. Have a go. Um, and good, we yeah. also played Carcassonne. Hmm. Which now all of these are games that I had never played before. Yeah. Like my experience of tabletop gaming is very limited. I mean, well, can't, can you even call Coup a tabletop game? It's just a it's a tabletop a card game. game. Yeah, card card games are tabletop yeah. games. Yeah. It's, yeah, but you don't really need a tabletop to play it. <laughs> I guess not. Eh, it helps. You need somewhere to put your coins. Yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a tabletop game, I I would say. It's a casual tabletop okay. game. Um, yeah. yeah, so Coup, Coup is like a social deduction game uh, where you're trying to assassinate people, basically, um, and stage coups to assassinate people. Um, it's based in the same world as an incredible, absolutely amazing game called The Resistance, uh, which is probably one of the best sort of... Not one of the best, probably. One of the most fun tabletop games I've ever played is The Resistance. Um, The only downside to The Resistance is you need, like, six people minimum, um, which I just don't have facilities to that many humans, usually. Um, no. but no the resistance is incredible I think I've mentioned it a few times because uh, Among Us is kind of a gamified version of the resistance um, mm. so yeah Coup is set in the same world but obviously you don't need as many people uh, you only need three minimum it works with three it's not as good with three uh, I think before I played it with five people um, and it was we played it for hours when we played it with five people whereas I think we were pretty much done after three rounds with Coup with just the three of us. Um, yeah. So then we moved on to Pandemic, uh, which I'm... Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, to be honest. Um, I'm... I like to think I'm a bit... I'm a bit of a seasoned pro at Pandemic. I like to think. Uh, the last... I mean, I've had the board game for like three years and we've now got to the point, um, myself and my partner, where we don't even really play it much anymore because we just always win um but yeah um that's with two of us i'm wondering if adding a third person into the mix makes it harder somehow all right just blame it on me then why don't you fuck's sake i'm not saying you specifically i'm just saying a third person um because we got absolutely trounced both times twice we did, yeah. yeah to be fair yeah, yeah, yeah. the third the, the second game we played well, we no, lasted it, a long while like that was an hour game yeah 
well, both times the second one lasted a lot longer. So anyway, both times it was like we like we kind of got wrapped on things. There was a few little breaks, and then all of a sudden, just one move, everything went out of control. <laughs> that is completely lost control. Yeah, that's kind of one of the problems with pandemic. If you get an it's, outbreak yeah. and then another epidemic and then another epidemic in a mm-hmm. short space of time, it just completely wipes you. Um, yeah. I probably, in fairness, didn't help much because I was having too much fun changing the background of the table and oh my um, god, changing. There's a li- the rule book I changed, and the- there's a little yeah. dice for some reason at the side. I changed the texture on that, and then mm-hmm. I made a sit in a Clio instead of inside a chapel. And yeah, I was having a great time. Oh. Yeah, I was trying desperately to like strategize <laughs> in. In my like first and like second ever <laughs> goes through um, <laughs> this game, and Nick's like changing the tabletop to be uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, and like the book of rules was like Aragon. The one does not simply walk into Mordor meme, and change the dice into a was it a quake ammo crate? It was a quake ammo crate. With the Danish nail logo on it and whatnot, and yeah, you. It's, I wondered like for a while, it's like you were just Tinkering. quiet. You were just really, really quiet, <laughs> and then suddenly the tabletop changed to Nicholas Cage's face. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, I thought you were like thinking what to do. No, it's just fucking about. But um, but it was fun. It was it was really fun. Um, oh, it's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it's a very good game. Um, it's um. I think I've got three different copies of it. I've got the base. I've got Iberia. I've actually got four. <laughs> Roman one. And a Dutch one. Rising Tides. Nice. Oh, five. Legacy. I, I was going to say, I, I have always been intrigued at the idea of Legacy. Um, but the price and me not having real people to play it with always put me off. But I wonder if you could get a copy in Tabletop Sim. I'm not sure you could because you've got to actually do physical things with the copy haven't you 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 probably can i think people have done um other co- other games like chartstone um gloomhaven mm. and stuff in tabletop sim so i reckon you might be able to mm. but do it but with two people you'd be able to do it it's not all you have to do is play the game 12 times minimum to win um you're ripping up cars depends how Close you are to your cards mm. and stuff. That's what. That's a thing. Yeah, that's what. But yeah, I mean, it's, I like pandemic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a good it. game. I liked it. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just a good game. I think. Um, yeah, if we play more of it, that'd be good. Um, there's also yeah. the expansions, of course, which change things around a bit. Um, mm. Yeah. So I think one of them it almost becomes like a one v the rest of the of you, where you kind of become mm. the virus or you you're rogue and trying mm. to spread the virus instead. Which oh, okay could like be an interesting that, um, element. What's that mobile game where you're trying to spread a virus? Oh, that plague ink. Oh, I've got that plague 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 ink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there's a Cthulhu version as well. That's a Cthulhu <laughs> version of everything. That's that's one of the rules of board games I've found is if it exists, yeah. there is a Cthulhu version. Ooh. I got yeah. uh, another one of my friends. Uh, actually, a shout out to Lee who 
gifted me my copy of Tabletop Simulator um, is trying to organize a um, session to play. Um, uh, it's not Arkham Horror. It's it's another one of those, but it's like it's, Mansion, it's not Mansions of Madness. No, no, it's called something horror. Um, but it, I think it, uh, Eldr- I think it might be just called Eldritch, Eldritch horror. horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Just trying to organize a yeah. play of that because that's on um, on Steam Workshop as well for yeah. um, for that. So yeah, I could and find myself ending up playing quite a lot of um, virtual board games going forward. Yeah, it's, it's, I really enjoyed it. Without having yeah. access to like proper humans to interact with, it's uh, it's a nice. It's not the same, but it's it it'll do. It's like How far it's you like alcohol-free like, beer. Yeah. How far are you from Blades? Not far, are you? Uh, it's like a half an hour drive. Oh. I mean, with the guy from Barnsley, because we've started the board game club again, mm. um, come up this Tuesday. Mm. So, it's just up the M1. Yeah. Just off Junction 45. Mm. I'll have a look. Um, mm. But yeah, and we also played Carcassonne. Yeah. Um, which was uh, yes, the only game, game. I'd game. never played before uh, out of the games that we played. Yeah. Um, I think... I've since watched and played a app version and watched a video on the rules because the, the, some of the scoring rules are a little interesting when you read them after a few beers. They don't quite make complete sense. Um, but I think we, we got well, it pretty much there apart from we seemed to um, uh, not... We just seemed to not read the rule about farms, so we didn't have any farms. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, farms is... Yeah, it's basically you count all the spaces of the farm, of the squares where the farm is tighter until it gets a closed area or it's enclosed. Mm. So if a road encloses it, you might have four spaces there, and that's counts towards your farm. Yeah, the meeple just stays there. Yeah, um, and there was also some rule that I read about like pushing your meeple over for some reason. I'm not really sure what that's about. Like laying it down, uh, but anyway, uh, we had fun and we seemed to score decently. So, um, yeah. so yeah, Mark managed to make an incredible city that just seemed like it was never ever going to be closed, <laughs> and I did my damnness to make sure it was never going to be closed. And then he found the one piece he needed to close it, the one possible <laughs> piece that could have closed it, and he found Ooh. it. God, I had damn like massive points. I had, I had low single digit points, and we were late in the game. There was I like gotten fifteen, anything. fifteen left, maybe. Yeah, uh, and I got the one piece I needed to close off this city that just stretched on for ages. So I hadn't been able to close the loop, <laughs> uh, and I got a horrendous number of points for it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty. Yeah, it was a good moment. In fairness. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Carcassonne. Um, it's yeah. one of those games that is kind of a classic, the, like a modern classic these days, I think it's viewed as. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I just never yeah. got around to it. And I'm glad that I did finally because mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool. I think we played it without the Rivers expansion as well, which seems to come with the game these days. Um, so there's yeah. a bit of additional fun to be had there, I think. Uh, again, one oh. of these with an app. So, um, you know. Yeah. 
The other two traditional ones are Catan. Yeah, um, we plan to play mm-hmm. that next time, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's right. Well, let me know if I'm free. I'll come up. Yeah, we'll do. Sometimes last Saturday I was um, on the stag, so stag two. Have you got tabletop simulator then? Oh yeah, I've got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and it does work. Yeah. And it does work on this laptop. I will let you know right now. <laughs> it works on the potato. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, tabletop simulator. Yeah. Really, really, really enjoyed the uh, good night of fun. Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, F1 got released while I was on holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, F1 2021. They have added a brand new game mode. Well, a couple of brand new game modes, actually. Uh, one of which I haven't played yet, Breaking Point, the story mode, which I'm sure Mark will tell you all about shortly. Um, yes. One of the other, the other new mode uh, is a two-player career mode. Um which effectively is the career mode, but you can play it with another person. So I wrote in my very good friend, Mark. That's the way he meant to say hello. Hello. To play with me. And we are currently, well, we've done one race. Um, We've Mm -hmm. we've done the Bahrain race and we race for the Alpine team. Um, The artists formerly known as Renault. (laughs) We had it. We had a good discussion about which team we should be. Um, I think first of all we were going to be McLaren, and then we thought mm-hmm. uh, maybe let's make Williams great again. And then we just got talking about Alpine for a while and how much we like Alpine. And they've so they've got the nicest looking car. They do. Um, it's such a nice. It's a car. really nice sounding car. Their uniforms are really nice. Uh, it's just if you like blue, it's lots of nice. It's a really nice shade of blue. It just and it sparkles in the in the night oh, and the lights. Yeah. It shines it's and it's it's a gorgeous livery. But anyway, uh, we are racing as Alpine and we did amazingly well at our first Bahrain Grand Prix. We are doing the full mm-hmm. uh, race, so um, it's like two hours a race uh, of us. Yeah. Fifty-seven laps of the Bahrain International Circuit. Fifty-seven. <laughs> it really didn't feel it. If I'm honest, it didn't. Um, it did not. I think. So sp- now we've got to do 66 laps of it uh, of um, Circuit de Catalunya. I think we will fail every 66 laps of that. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, it's scheduled to rain towards the end of the race, so I'm hoping that spices oh. things up a bit, uh, makes it a bit more interesting because the Spanish it won't Grand make Prix the circuit any less unpleasant. Yeah, the Spanish Grand Prix is mediocre at best. Usually, yep. it's a ball. It's a bit of a snow fest. Um, mm-hmm. so we qualified terribly I'm not going to lie um, I think we were both a bit down in sort of 13, 14th um, after, yeah. during Q1 I mean, and then at we, the end of practice we were both in the top 10 you were very fast, you were second I was second I was like 7th yeah. something like that yeah. uh, and then we came to qualifying and I was really slow and then I crashed into a wall so hard i wrecked the um suspension on my car in qualifying one and then couldn't take part in the rest of qualifying yeah um and then while i was driving out um to put in what i hoped would get me through to qualifying two i also crashed at the same corner not quite terminal i managed to limp it back to the pits um but they couldn't repair my front wing in time for me to go out complete a lap and then put a timed lap in so, uh, yeah, we didn't get out of qualifying one, but we can bring it back in the race. We've got a free tyre choice. 
So yeah, we can we can finish in the points for sure. Our race pace is good, I think. Um, Maybe based on Bahrain, our race pace is good. Mm. If so, uh, if they fix the bug where I use a lot of fuel, yeah. Well, hopefully, I, I've I've seen that popping up on forums a bit. Mm. Not as much as I, not as much, not so much that I think it's a widespread problem. Hopefully. Yeah, um, I think it's probably like something I did maybe that triggered no, that bug. No, it seems to be a bug. Yeah, but it doesn't but, appear to happen that often. Yeah, so oh, there'll have been something know. that I'll have done that then con- yeah. consequently led to that happening. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, mm. It's not obviously it's not a big enough problem that they've they didn't address it in their latest patch because I went through the patch notes and it wasn't mentioned in there. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm 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 fairly confident that we can get a good result. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I I think we can do all right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a good game so far. If you like F1 yeah. and driving, you'll like the game pretty much. I think. Shall I quickly mention? Yeah, uh, go, um, Breaking Point. Yeah, go over um, it. Okay, well, yeah, we're talking about it. Uh, F1 2021 has a story mode, a la FIFA's The Journey, or. Um, What's the one called in in Madden, Andy? Oh, is it called the Journey it as well? No, it's not much covered. No. Journey as it begins. I don't know, uh, but the, you know they've got like a sort of like yeah. you know, story mode thing. F one twenty twenty one has as well. Um, so you play a young lad. I can't remember his name already. Um, and you come up through Formula Two. And then you sign a deal with like one of like five teams that you can pick. Um, I think it's like Alpha Tauri, uh, Haas, Alfa Romeo, uh, Williams, or um, Aston Martin. I think um, one of those, one of like the junior teams for one of the three big manufacturers, um, th- three big teams. Yeah. Uh, and then you play through that, and you have like a, an elderly, <laughs> elderly. Um, an experienced teammate um, who doesn't like you, uh, and you play through the first season as the young driver, and then you play through the second season as the older driver, and it's quite an interesting story. Although the characters are written in a way that is rather infuriating in places, there's a character called Devon Butler um, who you're familiar with <laughs> from F1 2019. He was like the villain of the very very short f2 storyline in f1 2019 um who's just a shit starer uh basically um (laughs) and he manages to play mind games with the young driver fair enough he's a young driver and then he plays mind games with the old driver and it's like uh someone trying to play mind games with Kimi raikkonen it, it was someone so like it was someone in their early twenties trying to play mind games with Kimi Räikkönen or someone like that, and Kimi Räikkönen just falling for it hook, line, and sinker. It's like it wouldn't happen. <laughs> it wouldn't happen at all. It's 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 some of its the, the writing is a little bit like this is silly. Um, it's still better than Three First to Journey. Um, uh, in terms of like uh, an entertaining silly storyline, I still think Madden's got the best. Uh, of all those ones that I've played, but I never played the um, Spike Jones directed, uh, not Spike Jones, Spike Lee directed um, NBA storyline, the one that had ghosts in and shit. I can't remember what one it was. 
Chazzy knows. I think he's played it. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the breaking point is quite entertaining. I don't know if it's worth the um, admission price on its own. Uh, F1 2021 is... I don't know if you've really gone through the all the menus. There's a lot of stuff missing that was in F1 2020. Uh, the classic stuff's like, all missing, isn't it? Cla- all classic cars are gone. Yeah. I, it seems a weird um, one to me because it was there. They could have literally copy and pasted and it would have yep. still been fine. Uh, some of the classic mm-hmm. circuits, I think, are gone. Suzuka 70 yep. layout and stuff. You don't get invited to those um, special events anymore uh, in the nope. career mode. Bit of a disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. But having said that, um, two-player career, very good so far. Yeah. Um, improvements. My team is back as well. Yeah, my team's back, which was the best mode uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's one of those where it swings and roundabouts, really. Um, we've got some really good new stuff and lost a bit of the old stuff that was pretty good. Um, but if you've still got the old copy, then you've still got the old copy and you can play those on F1 2020 if you need to, I suppose. Hmm. Don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if you... Um, it's hard to say. If you've already got FIFA... If it's FIFA. If you've already got F1 2020 um, and you're just looking for more, you know, online racing or anything like that, I don't know if the uh, it's worth the asking price yet uh, if you're not interested in the new stuff that they've added. Um, but It could be did, worth it for when they add Portimao and Imola. It could be, yeah, for sure, but that's not coming until like November. At which point the game will have gone through several sales, as we found. Mm. So, like FIFA, FIFA. Stop saying FIFA. <laughs> F one twenty twenty was released in July last year, and we picked it up heavily discounted in August. Yeah, we did on so... the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, so um, it'll be on sale. Um, but uh, I, I'm got no qualms. I mean, I didn't pay full price for it anyway because we bought keys through CD keys. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. It's fine. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's that. Uh, and the other thing is, we've been playing a little bit of Destiny again. Shock horror! Surprise, surprise! Yeah. Uh, it's the solstice season for anyone who knows. You know, Destiny summer mm-hmm. solstice. Um, so of heroes. The uh, oh, the European aerial zone is back. Um, mm. And we've got some armor that we need to do stuff for. It's basically just a, a big excuse to go back and do a bit of grinding and get some new shiny armor and mop yep. up anything you've not done in the in the season, um, which I kind of like. Uh, I like the fact that they kind of have this period where you can just do that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of sort of streamers and the media will uh, kind of fall off Destiny in this period, uh, but it's actually one of the times that I find myself coming back to destiny after um after the new raid and stuff you kind of drop off a bit or i do anyway um so the excuse of this few weeks where you can do all of this and get rewarded for it um it's quite a nice quite nice period i find was it was it september for the new one nope no this this one is going to be a long season yeah so the new season starts um, in like twenty days or something like that. It's sometime this month, right. um, and then the season's usually like 
Well, the season's supposed to be three months, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so August, September, October. Yeah, around about that time. So like October-ish time or November-ish time. Usually the, the, the last season usually drags on a little bit longer than usual because they have to push Ooh. back the expansion a little bit. Um, there you know, for, for whatever reason. Um, but the witch... Uh, so, so the last expansion was like got pushed a little bit back. Um, but the witch... Um, witch Queen... Is that what it's called? Season of the Witch Queen. Yeah, I think so. I uh, no, no. I don't know what the season's called, but like, I think the oh. next expansion's called the Witch Queen. Oh, is that? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. The Witch which Queen. Which is the next expansion, Ooh, which yeah. should, which would would have come out in like October-y sort of time, has been pushed back to Q1 2022, mm. which means that right. the last season is going to last for like potentially six A months. Long time. Wow. Rather than the, well, the three that it usually Ooh. does. So that's screwed up their whole time thing, is it? It's just, oh, is it going to be one, say, January, February, March, and then we're doing, going back again to October again? Or is it just I don't know. I don't know, January, to be honest. March. I would be quite happy for them to, to push it back to March because everybody Ooh. else seems to be getting back to, hey, silly season is that period of time before Christmas. Yeah. Um, which means yeah. that, like, I've there's a bunch of stuff that's coming out around but there's a new battlefield there's a new forza horizon there's a new final fantasy 14 um expansion loads of stuff that's coming out september october november time i could do without more uh, a new destiny expansion so i'm quite happy that it's been pushed back a little bit um i understand why it's been pushed back they are uh you know um uh they're not a an indie studio but they are an independent studio uh, self-publishing this game um, with most of their staff still working from home, so uh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. With what you're saying about the, um, the streamers and stuff like uh, dropping off, like even like people like Datto, who yeah. like, his YouTube channel literally used to be called Datto Does Destiny. He's a Destiny content mm-hmm. creator. He's not playing at the moment at all. He's been streaming Sekiro. And, but he did and this last year as well in the Solstice season. He yeah. dropped off completely because there's not really anything new and shiny for him to stream about, basically. There's He's not. Done it's, everything. You're in the, it's like there's this stuff, and then there will be the moments of triumph that will happen at some point next season, which is the um, mopping up sort of thing. Uh, especially the moments of triumph it's like here's a list of things that you that we think you should have done in the last year and they give you a bunch of time to to do it and just a tick list of stuff and then you get like a title at the end of it um it's just a way of saying like hey here's a bunch of stuff that um you might like if you haven't already done it um before the new content comes out but yeah, next season is going to be interesting. There is absolutely no way that there is six m- months worth of content in the next season. <laughs> yeah, just on the tangent, Matt. I suppose this is going to be video games just going to push back, push back because I know in terms of normal working practices now, loads of people don't really want to go to the office anymore. You know, it's sort of splitting between the office and home. I suppose the video game industry is much the same, won't it? So it's just going yeah. to be more more delays, such and maybe more releases spread out through the year, which is probably a good thing. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to go back to working in an office. Yeah, I mean, you, no. you already worked from home before the pandemic, didn't you, Nick? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm like split working, so pretty much flexible of 
our work. Uh, well, I was <laughs> I was in the office today for a couple of meetings, um, but yeah. I pretty much never like work in the office. I only go in for specific reasons, um, mm. which is fine for me. Um, I yep. so like I went in today. The previous time I was in was probably four weeks ago. So yeah, not bad. Yeah. Not a bad place to work. No, um, I go into my office. Uh, maybe once a week um just to do work that i can't do from home um or i'll go in when there's a meeting the rest of the time i'm quite happy to work from home and i i literally work uh, i live like a 15 20 minute walk from my office so it's not a hardship to go in apart from when it's been so fucking hot and i just really do not want to walk through the other side of town um yeah anyway we've (laughs) gone on on tangent we have sorry Nick. it's all right um but yeah just enjoying the grind again that's pretty much it um i picked up a couple of games in the steam sale um i've not really had a chance to delve that much into in any of them uh but mark and chazzy have already talked to death about motorsport manager and how good it is especially with the yeah. <laughs> uh f1 2021 patch uh mod rather which makes it mm-hmm effectively you're managing the current crop of uh f1 drivers um mm-hmm. so yeah um i need to dig more into that but so far i'm enjoying it as much as they did um it mm-hmm. scratches that sort of motorsport like well i suppose that management itch that you get from football manager but in the motorsport world which is nice it'll definitely fill that hole until whatever frontier making comes along yes the officially licensed f1 simulate uh yeah. management game yeah, definitely. Um, and I also bought, but haven't played much at all. I've literally booted it up and done like the first five minutes. Cloudpunk, uh, which was highly rated by oh, Doug. Yeah. Um, and among other people, I think uh, Stu as well uh, really yeah. highly rates that game. Uh, so yeah, it looks completely my jam. It looks like a better cyberpunk game than cyberpunk once again. Um, and that is absolutely my jam. So yeah. Looking forward to getting into it. So apart from Escapades in F1 2021, what have you been playing, Mark? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, dabbling a little bit in Destiny as well. Uh, I've I've gone fully in on uh, getting upgrading the Solstice armor. I've now, apart from like dabbling on a little bits and pieces on my Hunter just to tidy up, um, doing a raid run tomorrow night, and then I'll have like the fully upgraded version with the the glow on all three characters. Nice. Um, so it's the first time in a while that I've really just jumped in and like dug into something in that game. Um, hmm. I was chatting to a couple of friends actually the other night when we were running through uh, the same dungeon that we did the other night, the uh, Shattered Throne dungeon. Yes. And just talking about how like um, Destiny has a um, has an. Uh, an an unfortunate amount of not busy work. Like, because you don't need to do any of this stuff, but it gives you a checklist of stuff that that it kind of like, you know, just gently nudges you in the ribs and says, "Go on, you, you know, you want to, you want to know how to do this stuff." It's it's the new like uh, triumph system um, that replaces a lot of the bounty stuff. Where it's like um, there's a list of stuff to do each week, and it doesn't go away at the end of the week, so you can go back and do previous week stuff towards the end of the season if you want, but there's a lot of stuff in it um, 
to do and most of it's not really worth it unless you want to grind for you know the consumables that you use to get cosmetics uh, and whatnot um but it's been nice to jump back in and play that a game um with a purpose again mm. uh and it's a nice game like after we did a shattered throne run the other night and we were just like messing around out in the open it's 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 a really good game to just chat to people whilst playing and just shoot aliens in the face um and that like 30 seconds of fun that Bungie was used to go on about that core gameplay loop is still so tight that even when there is a lack of meaningful content for a while it's just still feels so tight and so fun to play that it doesn't matter it's just enjoyable yeah and as long as i've got people to play it with i will continue to play that game um chipping away more at final fantasy 14 i have finished uh shadow bringers the last expansion i'm now working my way through the post game content so so the last expansion came out in um 2018 2019 i think 2019 and then every few months after that there would be a new patch with some new story content new section of like a raid new dungeons and so on and so forth and so now I'm working my way through the last two years worth of that content um, to get to the point where I'm ready to start Endwalker when that drops um, at the end of the year. Um, that continues to be an interesting place to be at the moment um, with the, uh, the ongoing influx of World of Warcraft refugees clogging up servers, um, running through dungeons for the first time and not really knowing what to do. Um, but you know the community is really, really helpful. So um, yeah. everyone's like, you know, when you've got a new player and they don't know what they're doing, uh, chat just fills up with like, hey, you know, this is this is how you do this mechanic. This is how you do this mechanic, and it's been nice teaching, help helping teach new players how to to play that game. Um, is, it, is it sorry? Is it vastly different from well? Yes. Yeah. The core, the, the core, like uh, mechanics of combat are, uh, are different. Wow is like you sort of like stand there and like just throw things at um, enemies um, just right. off your you don't have uh, World of Warcraft relies a very oh, sorry um, Final Fantasy fourteen relies very heavily um, the combat stuff on what's called rotations where you have like a set pattern of abilities that you use that are on what's called a global cooldown which is like you hit an ability and then two point five seconds later you can hit the next one in your rotation yeah. and then the next one but then there's a whole host of off global cooldown abilities that you're weaving in in between those those um main rotation abilities and whatnot uh and whilst also avoiding um the uh like mechanics uh so that like playing combat in final fantasy 14 can sometimes feel like ddr or a, a like a rhythm action game it's more like a dance than uh than world of mm. warcraft and so it takes it seems to be taking a lot of players new players like a little while to adjust to um right but the influx has been absolutely fucking huge for them um mm. yoshi p's been like playing it down there was a recent like q a and he was talking about those people like uh were saying like hey how does it feel to be beating world of warcraft and he's like we're not beating world of warcraft we're never going to beat World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft is the game that we looked up to when we made this game. It's the game that we aspired mm. to be 
Um, and at its height, World of Warcraft had something like 12 million active subscribers paying yeah, $15 a month. 12 million. No one's ever going to reach that. Ever. No. It's insane. So what's... Um What's Final Fantasy? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe five or six. Ooh, it's pretty, um, pretty good. good. Yeah, uh, I don't know for sure yeah. what it is. Um, what has become an issue is like they've had such a, an influx of new players. They had to temporarily ban um, the creation of new characters on North American <laughs> servers. Um, you used to be able to just like go AFK for ages, like in a social space, and like yeah. go off and have your dinner and then come back. Um, but it, it clogs up servers with all these new players coming in. So they had to implement a new change that if you go AFK for 30 minutes, you're disconnected from the game and have to re-log back in. Um, wow. They have sold out of digital copies of the new expansion, um, which doesn't make... How do you sell out a digital copy? That's what I thought. It doesn't make any sense. But the reason they said is like, we cannot sell any more digital copies of the new expansion because if we do, we cannot, we cannot guarantee server space on launch day. Hmm. That's quite good. I quite respect them for that. Yeah. yeah. They're also spending several million um, buying up um, new uh, new server infrastructure, um, new server capacity. Uh, but it's going to take a while. Like it's The new expansion is due out in November. They're not going to have it in place quite quick enough for launch. So at the, mean, at the meantime, it's like if you don't, if you haven't already bought a digital copy of Endwalker, you can't. Um, right. and yeah, it's it's difficult. It's it's they're doing everything they can basically to alleviate the pressure. Mm. But it's like, you know, that meme of that DJ Khaled album suffering from success. Um, <laughs> that's what Square Enix have got. Well, the Final Fantasy fourteen mm. team we've got at the moment is that they there's so many people flowing into this game that they just cannot keep up with it. Um, it's good. It's a good it's good time to be a player of that game. It's good, but what's attracting World of Warcraft players in particular? I mean, why aren't they going to, like, for example, Elder Scrolls Online or any of the others? Elder Scrolls is a different sort mm. of MMO. Um, mm. uh, there's that. There's also that new Amazon one, um, New World, which is only in beta phase. Mm. Uh, and it's attracting a lot of attention. Um, some of it good, mm. some of it bad. It seems to be killing graphics cards. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls is just a different sort. Uh, there, uh, it's be, it's because um, Yoshi P came when he came in to find make Final Fantasy remake Final Fantasy fourteen rebuild it from the ground up. Ooh. They looked at World of Warcraft in particular as like uh, something to aspire Ooh. to. It is a lot more Final Fantasy fourteen is a lot more similar to, to World of Warcraft than a lot of other MMOs. But, they, but it's still right. very distinct in its own sort of way. Mm. I keep meaning to, and okay. I really should do, I'll do a stream um, uh, soon where I just like idiot's guide to the very basics of Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'll show like the different mm. types of characters you tank, the different types of jobs you tank, DPS, healer, um, do some dungeons, do some raids, um, just to show what sort of content there is in that game. Um, mm. but yeah, it's... I love it. I love that game. I'm playing a lot of it. Um, what else have we been playing? Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll run through this quickly. Uh, but I was thinking I was thinking of like what games um, 
could people play if they wanted to migrate away from particular Blizzard titles that they quite enjoy? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if you want to leave World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV is a good place to go to mm. uh, at the moment, if you if you can make a character, um, if you can get logged in. Um, Diablo 3. I absolutely loved Diablo 3. I played a horrendous amount of it on... Um, I've never played it on PC, weirdly enough, but I, I played <laughs> a horrendous amount of it on PS4, okay. uh, and then I bought it again on Switch and played God knows how much of it on Switch. Yeah, it's a great It game. works really well on a, on a controller. It's really, really good. Mm. Um, if you're looking for an alternative for that, I've played uh, a few hours of Path of Exile. I was going. Um, I was going to say I, I'm. I've heard Path of Exile is the next best thing to that game. It is, and it's free to play um, as well, isn't it? It's completely free. Uh, I think the only stuff you can pay for is cosmetics. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good so far. The um, the skill tree absolutely terrifies me. When you upgrade characters in Diablo, it's fairly set path until you reach the end game and then you're just sort of like you know bumping up stats by 0.001% every time you level up um in the end game stuff the skill tree in um path of exile means that like the scope you've got in which to shape your characters are almost infinite it's kind of insane if you go online and just search for Path of Exile builds, you'll find hundreds of different builds. And there are only five classes to, like, to pick from at the beginning. But how you build those classes out is, um, is crazy. Um, and as, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of content in that game. Um, I'm sure I heard somewhere they were making a sequel uh, or working on a sequel. But... Um, yeah, uh, the, as as it is at the moment, it's you know it's it's free. Um, it's on PC, it's on PS4, and I'm sure PS5 and Xbox and one and uh, Series S and Series X. It's very good uh, from what I played, and uh, people I know who've played quite a lot of it are big fans of it as well. So Ooh. check that out if you don't want to play Diablo three anymore. Um, if you don't feel like you can play Overwatch anymore, um, Valorant is a very good hero shooter uh it's a little bit more like counter-strike meets that sort of hero shooter with a little tiny you know you know um a little a little pinch of um moba thrown in as well uh but uh that's another one that's free to play it's only on pc unfortunately it's not on consoles i don't know if it'll ever come to console but um that one is pretty fun Uh, i've played uh, five, uh, five or six matches of that. Uh, probably not enough to really gauge the quality of the game, but it's got a good um, fan base. The community is apparently quite toxic. I haven't come across that yet so far um, in my short time with it, but uh, I'm enjoying that. Um, Heroes of the Storm uh, was not the was one of the few genres which Blizzard took their hands to, which they m- did not manage to make the best version of um, for most people. It was my favourite MOBA, because it was a MOBA for dum-dums, um, which I am. Um, so, but I can't play that anymore. Um, so I started playing two other ones. Uh, I played a little bit of League of Legends, which is apparently easier to play than Dota 2, but there's still quite a lot going on for a peanut brain, peanut brain chimp like myself. Um, so it's going to take a while to get 
used to to that. Um, but if you are a fellow dum dum, then <laughs> Pokemon uh, Unite on the Switch and coming soon to mobile phones is like the simplest version of a MOBA you can think of. There's only two lanes instead of three. The matches last a strict maximum of ten minutes. Um, the character leveling up um, is simplified. There are no creeps. Uh, and it's fucking addictive. I cannot stop playing it. Every time uh, I've got like 10 minutes to spare, I boot that up and have a game. It's really, really good. Thoroughly enjoying that. Um, and there's scope for that to go on for ages because like the draw of these like free-to-play MOBAs is like they'll release new characters and you can either grind for the in-game currency to buy them or you can pay for some, pay some real you know money to unlock them. And there's so many Pokemon now. After how many generations have there been? Too many. Pokemon? Too many. Yeah. There's so many Pokemon they can throw in. Um, and they've done it wisely to start off with as like a handful of first gen Pokemon and then some from later generations. And so like it doesn't matter at what point you entered the Pokemon universe, whatever was your first Pokemon game they're going to slowly drip these, you know, the, the the Pokemon in from each generation into the game. And so there's always going to be some draw for you to come back uh, and play some more of it. Um, the It's got a... Yeah, it's got uh, paid for um, cosmetics. Some of them don't you don't appear to be able to earn in-game. Uh, it's got a battle pass, which I haven't looked at at all. Uh, but the important thing, the characters the pokemon that you unlock and you play with all of them can be bought with in-game currency that you earn just by playing the game which is how all the other mobas do it as well so you could play it for your you know for as long as you want and never pay a penny um which is good um yeah i've been playing a lot of that thoroughly thoroughly enjoying it um the only other thing i've been playing is um uh the the uh, uh each new expansion of final fantasy 14 has introduced a bunch of new raids and the ones introduced with shadow brings was a crossover with near automata uh and then i remembered that i never finished near automata not properly i played through ending a and ending b uh, and then stopped playing it right as it gets really interesting. Apparently, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't carry on into into playthrough the third playthrough. Um, so it's on um, Game Pass. So I downloaded it, uh, playing it through on PC, and it looks absolutely gorgeous on PC. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing through that. Uh, only a, only a, like a couple of hours in. It's something I'm going to keep chipping away at, but I am going to play it properly all the way through because the stuff in the crossover raid in Final Fantasy XIV it's like I don't understand the story here because I never properly finished Near Automata, and Zoe keeps on pestering me to finishing it, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but um, that's about it. Um, I am itching to play the Ascent. Yep. Um. Which is, oh no, I did play another game. I played Death's Door. Oh yeah. Um, no. It's very cool. It's by the developers of a game I really liked called Titan Souls that came out back on the, oh. back on the Vita. Yeah. Um, that's where I first played that game. Um, Death's Door is like a Zelda sort of game crossed with some Dark Souls-ish elements, some tough combat. Um, it's all uh, presented in like an isometric viewpoint um and 
you know, cutesy artwork, but incredibly tight gameplay. Uh, and yeah, I really like that so far. Um, it's another I'm going to keep playing. But um, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm really really looking forward to um, playing uh, playing through the ascent. The reviews have been rolling in all day, uh, day of recording, uh, and it seems like it's definitely going to be in my jam. But I haven't played uh, anything else. And I'm just rambling now, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, have we got anything else we want to talk about? Before we finish? No, no I don't think so. Um, oh, apologies to anyone who yeah. was expecting this to be another Lord of the Rings episode. Uh, <laughs> we will get onto it eventually. We, this, we were going to be recording it this week. Uh, yeah. And then both me and, and Nick forgot to watch the film again. Yeah, I started the first hour when I got these two forgot, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll leave it to." Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to steal an hour here and there with it with this one because this weekend is looking pretty stacked for me as well. <laughs> to the four hours long. Yeah, four Ooh. four hours. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to that. And then uh, we should probably get back to watching some actual video game films. We might do um, Detective Pikachu. Detective yeah, Pikachu. Detective yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. And Andy um, can introduce it, his right? kids to Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the cinema to see Detective Ooh, Pikachu. Okay, I haven't seen it. I I'm looking forward to seeing it. Seem to remember uh, I gave it a three and a half stars, I think. Okay. So Out of five? Mm. Out of five. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll, get in, I'll, we'll get into it later, but I, I, I love first gen pokemon um yep. especially pikachu um you yep. know pokemon yellow was my jam and mm-hmm. i it brought all the nostalgia back you should download pokemon unite then hmm. pikachu is one of the first characters you get <laughs> for free Ooh. In the oh and it's really really easy to use it's, it's really fun sold um it's hot it's hot uh, it's got him pikachu <laughs> venusaur charizard um, Slowpoke, Gengar, um, Machomp or Machamp or whatever it is. Um, and I think there's one other Gen One that's in there, and then the rest are like from later generations. You had him at Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's good. It's free. Just download it. Like you know, what's the worst that can happen? Fair point. Hmm. Anyway, enough rambling. Um, as always, you can uh, check us out over on um, Twitter uh, at LapsGamer. Uh, you can go to the website. Um, there's not really been anything posted up there apart from the podcast for a while. Uh, although I'm sure Andy's got some stuff in the works. Um, to put yeah, that was stuff. Um, streaming is still sporadic at the moment although uh, if you go over to the Laps Gamer Radio uh, Twitch uh, channel you'll find some, you'll be able to watch the VOD of our um, uh, Formula 1 co-op career so far uh, and uh, you, won't, you won't be able to tune in to watch the next race because this episode will be coming out after that's finished so either we did really well or we did really badly um <laughs> find out on the next episode um yeah thanks very much for listening gentlemen thanks so much for joining me thank you thank you cheers pleasure yeah. pleasure and um we'll catch you on the next episode yeah. so long bye